Hello everyone. Um, this is number three episode of the Cloudology podcast. My name is Andy Brommel. I'm the host of this series. And today I have the pleasure uh, to talk to Mr. Hamza, who is the country manager of uh, IDC in Saudi Arabia and Bahrain. Mr. Hamza is, uh, I think, a longtime fellow of uh, not just IDC, but the, uh, the uh, industry and the technology market. And Mr. Hamza, we invited you to the session today to get your view of uh, a lot of changes uh, in the IT industry and technology sector and to understand a bit more and to give our audience some kind of um, uh, insight in what you see and, uh, over the last one or two years in terms of how customers uh, making decisions and what challenges they, they have, what they face, and, and what you give uh, maybe as recommendations um, when it comes to the topics of digital transformation. And uh, in the overall context, as you know, uh, today we live in a, in a complex world, uh, which is also characterized by rapid change, by vulnerability, uh, and by ambiguity. And beside that, we have today, as we record this, this podcast, the coronavirus uh, epidemic across the world, which is um, which is dominating the news, but we wanted to zoom in into this more non-crisis mode. Uh, how customers buy software now, how they make decisions, and just to get your view on this whole picture from IDC perspective. Sure. Thanks a lot, uh, Andy, for having me in this podcast. Pleasure to uh, to engage and share our views to what we believe are very interesting times. You know, we are witnessing change across businesses, our personal lives, the way organizations operate, uh, the way governments function, the ways nations and economies are determined by how they adopt uh, digitization in enabling the transformation at a time when lifespan of companies is decreasing, life is more unpredictable than ever. And leaders across the globe are facing a growing abundance of decisions that they need to make, right? Uh, data is growing, uh, technology threatens to disrupt the most established business models. So these forces are, you know, something that can disrupt and destroy companies, but with the right strategy in place, they will also help organizations transform into market leaders that will pave the path of dominance uh, we're looking at economic uncertainties. You've mentioned the uh, COVID-19 uh, uh, virus, which is threatening to disrupt uh, a lot of things. So uh, that being said, you know, uh, let, me, let me talk a little bit about Saudi Arabia. You know, uh, Saudi Arabia is at a very interesting crossroads where, you know, we're at the crux of unprecedented change. The Vision 2030, the National Transformation Programme, has transformed the kingdom, the way we operate, the way we live, the way businesses are run, the way governments engage with the citizens, residents, businesses, etc. And digitization is at the core of the national transformation program in the kingdom. You know, and probably for the first time in modern history, the uh, public sector, you know, the, the private sector is finding it difficult to keep pace with the speed of change within the government. And that's on the countryside. But on the technology side, we're also seeing a fundamental change. You know, we're seeing disruptive technologies such as artificial intelligence, the Internet of Things, 
uh, next-gen cybersecurity, augmented reality, virtual reality, robotics, drones, you know, uh, change, the, change the path of how typically, traditionally, the technology function existed within organizations. So, you know, as, uh, as part of IDC, we kind of predict and measure the impact of these technologies uh, on, 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 you know, on, on a country level, on a global level, and we predict that by the end of uh, you know, 2020, IT spending, ICT spending will touch 37 billion uh, US dollars in Saudi Arabia, representing a growth of about 2.5% year on year. Now, that in today's uh, you know, transformative times is a, is a, is a healthy growth. And uh, what's, what's interesting to note that over the forecast period, the fastest growing segment within technology will be software. So we're predicting an 8% growth uh, you know, over a period of uh, five years for software, which includes uh, public cloud, and a 6.7% growth on IT services. So it's, you know, Saudi Arabia is, you know, is, is reflecting uh, the signs of a maturing market where the market is grappling with digital transformation realities, you know, uh, the giga projects that are being announced, the revised goals of the NTP, the pragmatism that the government is showing, the drive for digital technologies, the public sector's focus on citizen experience, you know, moving from a government-centric view to a citizen-centric view are some of the key drivers that we believe will you know, spur spending and at the core of Saudi Arabia's uh, national transformation uh, initiatives. Uh, in terms of the maturity of the market, you know, we've seen several pockets. So we recently conducted a, a, a CIO survey where we tried to gauge where Saudi organizations are in their digital transformation uh, journeys. And yeah. Andy you know, surprised to hear that 45% of organizations that we you know, uh, interviewed mentioned that they're already engaged and started their digital journey. So these are the organizations that will have an early market competitive advantage. These are the organizations that will offer a differentiated customer experience in the short to medium term. Another 36% mentioned that they are starting some sort of digital transformation initiative in 2020. Now, what is critical for this mass of organizations is to ensure governance and alignment with business drive success. Because still, a lot of organizations and people mistake IT transformation with digital transformation. Digital transformation is a much wider term, you know, that, that leads to enabling mm -hmm. goals as opposed to having a technology. Because I think now technology is an easier part; you know, it's available. But how you re-engineer your business process? meet your business goal, leveraging disruptive technologies is where the crux and the success of a digital transformation initiative lies. 19% of organizations are not currently engaged in digital transformation, but are planning to do so over the next 18, 24 months. Now, these organizations are at risk. They need to translate these plans into actionable strategies or they risk Leaving, uh, you know, being left behind in a, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a business environment that is unpredictable, where the customer is becoming more and more disloyal. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, uh, it's, 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 a, it's a fact. You know, our customers are becoming more demanding. Uh, they're more aware. They're more connected. And they care about the experience. So for that, you need to leverage, uh, you know, disruptive technologies. And uh, I think uh, Saudi Arabia is, uh, you know, on 
have won significant transformation. And across different we are seeing different levels of, of digital transformation. So, uh, for example, the highest spending uh, vertical or industry on technology is the public sector. So we expect... Really? Yes, it is. So by the end of 2020, we expect Saudi public sector to spend about $1.8 billion on technology. Now, I'm not talking about connectivity here. I'm talking about uh, hardware, software, and services. And the second largest sector is going to be the finance sector. It's with about $1.2 billion of spending by the end of 2020. So a lot of focus in the financial sector on automation, on customer experience, on the only child experience. So a lot of investments there, followed by the communication sector, which is, uh, which is again, uh, you know, a tech-driven sector. As we prepare for 5G, there will be a lot of uh, you know, network optimization that's going to happen. Yeah. You know, the telcos are going to focus a lot on, uh, you know, offering differentiated services. But the resources sector, I think that's, that's uh, you know, being critical to Saudi Arabia's overall global standing in the world's leading uh, oil and gas producer. The resources and manufacturing sector put together is going to spend about $1.4 billion uh, by the end of 2020. A lot of focus on uh, predictive and preventive maintenance, reduce OPEX, on uh, you know renewable energy investments. The Niblet program is driving investments. They're experimenting with robotics and 3D printing. But none of that is possible without a strong foundation. And that foundation, that backbone on which you build your digital enterprise, is cloud. So we see over the past few. Years, uh, you know, we've been tracking the cloud market uh, for, uh, for for you know, for the best part of a decade, and but now we're seeing finally, you know, the government's cloud-first mandate is uh, is is uh, you know is increasing the adoption of hybrid and multi-clouds and fueling public cloud spending in Saudi Arabia. And you know, we're predicting the public cloud market in the kingdom to be more than four hundred and twenty million dollars by the end of twenty twenty. Okay, so you mentioned something um, interesting, Mr. Hamza. The, um, there are roughly two-thirds of, um, of all customers that you interviewed, they either started or they plan to start the digital transformation journey. Uh, but one-third, one roughly, you said, is, hasn't planned it or, or is not yet uh, on, this, on this journey. And these companies are at risk to be wiped out or significantly becoming challenged. Is this a specific sector that you see or industry or is it across uh, all sectors? It's just some companies have not yet started this, uh, this um, uh, exercise. That's a good question, Andy. So it is, it is cross industry, to be honest, that there are pockets uh, of you know, maturity in the market, but you know, mainly on the, uh, you know, so for example, the regulated industries, they have their own challenges, right? So, you know, uh, where they have, regulations around data locality, data, you know, yeah. the cloud, so they come with their own set of challenges. So while they can't go full on in their digital journeys, they still have other ways to look around it. But we see, uh, you know, the government, the resources, the media, healthcare, education sectors, uh, tourism, transportation, retail, you know, all of these sectors are, you know, uh, investing in, uh, in, uh, in advanced technology solutions and, you know, they're, uh, looking at a software-defined model from Capex to Opex, uh, you know, on the on the on the, on the family-owned conglomerates, we're seeing you know uh, a lot of uh, debate in, in the value and the ROI on going digital. 
So there's still some work that needs to be done there in order to you know, uh, explain the impact or the implications of you know, investing in these digital technologies uh, you know, uh, in order to stay relevant. So there are different pockets, but overall, I think, uh, uh, you know, uh, as mandated by the government and, you know, uh, the leadership of the kingdom putting digitization at the core of the national transformation programs, uh, organizations across the kingdom, across different industries are experimenting with digital transformation and, you know, they're looking for use cases or they should look at use cases. You need to understand that digital transformation, it's, 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 it's a journey or typically a five-year journey. Uh, and they, a big bang approach is not what's required. Right? They can start small, look at, a, look at a business challenge and see how technology can fit in to solve that business challenge as opposed to the other way where you, you know, push a license or a product or a device to solve an issue which it should work in, uh, in, in, in reverse. Yeah, so this is something you, you mentioned, the family businesses, which we have also discussed in our podcast series that mm -hmm. these, uh, these type of businesses are lagging a bit behind. Not all of them, but uh, quite, quite a few. True. And uh, they are used to having a very stable, sometimes protected business because there was no competition. And now uh, not just new competitors coming up, whether this is an online shop like uh, mm. Amazon or somebody puts his own business on Shopify.com and is selling mm. a service, but also from a regulatory perspective. You mentioned, for example, cyber security, which is not impacting the family businesses as such, but VAT was introduced and mostly there will be new regulations. Saudi-sations, um, Saudi-sation has a very huge impact now. And what we also see is that the family businesses specifically or conglomerates, because of the, of the history where they're coming from, they, they, they have a challenge and they are overwhelmed of understanding the value of investing a few hundred K or million into an, into technology, how this will either protect or yield into additional revenue. And, uh, and this is something where there's also a big opportunity, uh, but we, we see this clearly also in this area. Um, you mentioned also there is a difference between IT transformation and business transformation. Oh. And normally, these two things are mixed up and everybody's talking about this topic of digital transformation. Now, uh, allow me to maybe we can zoom in for a few minutes into why do you think this difference is important to understand and where is the difference? Uh, sure, Andy. I think, uh, you, know, uh, uh, you know, the tech industry is really good at coming up with these jargons, you know, and uh, I'm sorry if you're guilty of this being part of the industry as well. So this is a buzzword that comes up uh, you know, every year, sometimes even, you know, twice a year. But I think the word digital transformation has been, has been used and overused for the past, uh, I would say, you know, four to five years. Uh, you know, but, but I think the crux of transformation, the, well, it's important to, you know, while we, you know, debate the definitions and trying to, you know, demarcate the two, it's important to understand why, uh, you know, digital transformation is taking center stage. I think... Globally, organizations now are looking to reduce cost to more than less. They're trying to increase the level of uh, customer experience. They're trying to be more agile. They're trying to be more elastic, more flexible. And at the same time, they are trying to explore new lines of businesses. Right? They want to you know, convert uh, a, a cost center into a profit center, which is the case in Saudi Arabia as well, particularly in the family-owned businesses, you know, 
when it comes to ROIs and demonstrating the value or the return of investment on tech mm -hmm. on technology and how it translates into business, uh, both the top line and the bottom line. But I think, uh, you know, we predict that by 2022, the market demand for tailored experience will double every six months in more than two thirds of all industries and globally. So what this basically means is that your, the customers will become more and more demanding and will require and necessitate a personalized experience. So, uh, and for that, IT is an important part, right? So don't get me wrong. If you don't have elastic infrastructure, if you don't have, uh, you know, cutting edge applications, if you don't have uh, flexible storage, you won't be able to, you know, meet the customer requirements. You know, you're pretty, you, will, you will take a lot of time to take your products to market. And with the new competition that is emerging, you know, from, from places where you probably didn't see them coming a few years ago, it'll be very difficult to compete with these new, small, agile, specialized organizations that are born in the era of multiplied innovation. These are companies that are digitally native uh, rather than, you know, legards who would wait for use cases and success stories to emerge and then they join the bandwagon. Probably by then it will be too late. And this is a lesson and a recommendation for, you know, organizations that are not going on board, that still have apprehensions around going digital. But the key message here is that Digital transformation is enabling your business by technology. Technology is a key part of it, but there's, there's a lot of other aspects to it as well. There's the people aspect. Uh, you know, how do you deal with the next gen of workers you know, in Saudi Arabia as well? Yeah. You know, we are looking at a country that is young. We are looking at a country that, is, that has uh, you know, uh, a, a significant percentage of millennials who will form mainstream workforces going forward. You know, as we as we move towards 2030, you'll be working with people who are born in the era of the internet. So how do you engage with them? How do you extract the maximum potential uh, of, these, of these next gen or gen Y, uh, the Saudi uh, customers? Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Right. So, you know, uh, so, you know, it also involves the process. How do you engage with the lines of businesses? How do you break those silos? How do you, inculcate a culture of innovation within your organizations. So I think, uh, how, uh, and, uh, how aligned are you with your leadership? You know, how, what is your operating model? Uh, so all of, how do you look at data? I think probably one of the most important aspects of any digital journey is how do you extract insights that will enable executive decision-making from, uh, from data? Because now data is no longer coming in rows and columns. It's no longer structured. You know, you have data coming in from the entire system suppliers from devices and as our cities become smarter as Neom, Kidia, the Red Sea project, as they become more mature, uh, there'll be a ton of data that will come in. So the challenge is how do you extract maximum potential from this data? How do you use that for differentiated experience? Uh, how, do you use to, how do you use that data? Not the quantity of it, but how do you qualify it? So that's where artificial intelligence uh, will augment a lot of things that we're doing right now. In fact, uh, to your point earlier about the, the times that we're, uh, you know, we're living in right now, uh, do you know that AI, artificial intelligence, it detected the coronavirus long before the, you know, we really got to know what it was. Late last year, around December 31st, a Canadian startup identified the outbreak in Wuhan only hours after the first case of the was by the local authorities. So they okay. confirmed 
of the info they had in their systems, they related to their clients the very same day, nearly a week before the Chinese and the international health organizations made any official uh, announcement. So that's due to the speed and scale of artificial intelligence. Uh, they were able to get a head start over, any, over anyone else. And, and if nothing, this reveals that AI will be a key in you know, forestalling the next coronavirus-like outbreak. We will learn from it. You know, we have data to build our predictive models and you know, prevent a future pandemic uh, to come through. Yeah. So um, um, what would you, or is there any kind of recommendation you can make for, uh, let's say, a typical customer in the Middle East or in Saudi Arabia uh, who maybe has not started uh, with this whole thinking of next generation customers and business transformation. And they may or may not have a big IT team or a CIO or a CTO. And um, where should they start and, and, and how should they, maybe you can give a recommendation on how to select technology in general besides uh, that you have to select a vendor um, uh, and dive through this uh, jungle of complexity today. Well, that's the million-dollar question. Obviously, it would you know uh, different organizations have different business challenges. So I would say that you know start off with identifying what is your pain point. Is it on the product side? Is it an internal challenge? Is it an external challenge? Is it how you are engaging with your customer? So I think uh, and 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 then try to see how technology can help you solve that particular challenge rather than getting a technology in buying a box or a license and then say, figuring out what to do with it, right? So that, that, that approach, that mindset has to change. Do not be afraid to fail. Uh, technology is there to you know, facilitate, it's mature. You might not have all the skills in-house that you need to you know, use and leverage this technology to the potential, but to work with the ecosystem. You know, the global expertise that are available, you know, vendors, progressive vendors, are offering knowledge management and knowledge transfer along with their solutions and services. So there's, there's a lot that the global tech community is doing to invest within the kingdom, uh, even you know, regionally, as a token of their commitment to support the transformation that is happening uh, within, within the region. Focus on skills. I think skill development, you know, how, do you, uh, how do you leverage this global know-how of technology and how do you, you know, instill those skills within your organization? Uh, you know, go cloud. I think that's that's one of the key recommendations. You know, without cloud, there is no digital transformation. Uh, you might have invested in your data centers, but so there are ways to utilize them. There are ways to monetize it. But go cloud. Be scalable. Be flexible. Be agile. Uh, pay as you go. There's so many different models available. That now the discussions. We believe the you know in the next 18 to 36 months. There will be no more public-private, but all the discussions will be around multi-cloud. Progressive organizations that have started their digital journey will be looking at how to manage multiple public and private clouds. So that's a reflection of how you know, Saudi Arabia is adopting cloud. So if you have not on cloud already, uh, you need to be on it as soon as possible. And uh, I think uh, the most important is, the most important recommendation that I would give is work with the ecosystem. Nobody can do it alone. It's a journey. Don't be afraid to fail. Uh, have an iterative approach, a partner approach, and that will probably help you in choosing the right partner as well. Rather than someone who pushes a box or a service, look at someone who offers you consultative approach to your business challenges. So, uh, you know, work, work. Uh, there's, there's a lot of, uh, you know, tech skills that are available. Look at your industry. Look at industry-specific skills in all things IT. Andy, as you would agree, one size does not fit all. 
So, you know, your customers in your industry will have their own set of challenges as a, you know, from, from family businesses, retail, to banking, to oil and gas, all of them are experiencing different levels of maturity. They have different challenges. So seek the right vendor, but seek the right partner who has vertical specific expertise yeah. and localize the global technology to meet a local challenge. That would be my recommendation. Yeah, and this is, I think, a, a good and very important summary because education and also uh, get, getting advice um, uh, is one key aspect at the end to make educated decision. Um, uh, skills, uh, you said skills, um, invest in, 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 the, in the workforce and in skilled people and understand technology, get external advisors, not just buy a piece of software. Uh, understand the big picture and what is most important for your own business or for a business uh, uh, in the next couple of years. It is clear, and thanks for this uh, for this nice uh, uh, crossing different topics. Uh, the the uh, the game has changed specifically in Saudi Arabia compared to let's say five years ago. Companies investing heavily now, led by the government, which is also a very important driver of overall modernization and change in the country. And um, I, would, I would summarize as a wake-up call for all companies or entities who have not yet thought about it. Um, it's not yet too late, but if they wait another two, two, three, or five years, then they face, um, I think, much bigger issues. And then it might be too late uh, in order to secure, protect your business, um, and or to uh, build new businesses. Uh, Mr. Hamza, before we close, um, any recommendation on a specific book or somebody who wants to follow you online, where can people reach you? Uh, sure, so uh, you know, in fact, uh, it's, it's very interesting. I, I just uh, finished reading, uh, reading the, uh, a fantastic book by Tom Goodwin. It's called uh, Digital Darwinism. So it's about survival of the fittest in the age of business disruption. So it's, it's a great read. It kind of puts whatever we have said in, uh, you know, uh, in, in perspective about how critical innovation will be uh, in you know in, uh, in going forward, and uh, you know if, if you don't join the bandwagon now, probably yeah. it's too late. So uh, I recommend that to the listeners, and uh, I'm I'm available. I think you can reach me on Twitter. My Twitter handle is Hamza Nachpandi on LinkedIn, on social media. They can find me, and uh, it's been a pleasure to be with you. And thank you so much for giving me a chance to you know, share my views on this uh, very important and critical uh, subject. Excellent, Mr. Hamza. Thank you very much for, for coming today. We will share this, uh, your LinkedIn or Twitter account and this book in the show notes. And it was extremely uh, interesting to talk to you. I'm sure we will touch base uh, sooner or later again. And looking forward um, to, um, uh, to see you in the country, in the region. And uh, take care and talk to you next time. Thank you, Eddie. Thank you.